Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Board and Quarantine Movie Review. I'm Janelle. I'm one of those crazy folks at Graham Cinema, and I want to welcome you. Thank you again so much for the awesome accolades and feedback that we've been getting online. Um, once again, if you want to interact with us, please visit our Facebook page or our Instagram pages. We definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to definitely hear any feedback you might have. This week, we're going to review uh, the movie Heart and Souls starring Robert Downey Jr., Charles Grodin, um, Kira Sedgwick, Elizabeth Shue, Tom Sizemore, and Alfred Woodard. Uh, it's about a, um, a, um, a boy named Thomas who is born at the same time that four people are killed in a bus accident, uh, and they become attached to this boy. They kind of become his guardian angels that only he can see and hear, um, and they, he, he sees and hears them throughout his life. They come to love him, and uh, hijinks ensue. Um, it's really a vehicle for Robert Downey Jr. and his talents as an actor. There's no doubt that he's a very talented actor. He was never a box office draw, though, up until Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. He was never really a top box office draw, and I would argue that Tropic Thunder and Iron Man probably saved him from disappearing into obscurity. His career has been marred by legal problems, drug and alcohol abuse. He has kicked that. Um, he's risen from the ashes in a very admirable way, and he's become now the richest actor in Hollywood. So it's really a redemption story. But back in the 90s, he was very troubled. Um, he wasn't a box office star. And the movie Heart and Souls is a very charming movie. It was not very well received by critics or audiences. It didn't do well. It was a box office flop, but is a very good movie in my opinion. And I think Scott liked it very much too. You know, he's he shows his charisma and his range as an actor in the movie. And definitely check it out. It's a fun little movie. It's cute. It definitely shows the different sides of Robert Downey Jr. And, and you know, another one is Chaplin. He did, you know, the movie didn't do well at the box office, but he really excelled in that role and definitely earned his Oscar nomination. So definitely check those movies out if you want to see him really, really show that side of him that's not an action movie star. Nobody really knows what happens when you die. Some say it's an end. Others, a beginning. Some say you just keep going round and round until you get it right. One night, four people were driven by destiny. Overtaken by fate. And ended up living the life of Riley. Thomas Riley. He's not that happy to see us. Now, with the help of this reluctant mortal. There are these people in town. There are these four very annoying, very demanding people. I'm sorry. I want your body. No, no, that's not funny. These four souls. No idea how long I've waited for the chance, but, well, you know, to stop. 
are about to get a second chance. We're supposed to have you help finish things for us. It's all part of the grand scheme of things. This summer, Universal Pictures presents... We can do this! This is not... Isn't it wonderful? I mean, the way the pieces fit, you and us... From Ron Underwood, director of City Slickers. Promise me you're gonna live a life that I didn't get to live. I promise. A romantic comedy with heart. You see, something good comes out of everything. Heart and souls. What you got, Scott? So, heart and souls is an interesting choice. You said that was your mom's one of your mom's favorites. One of mom's favorites. She was. I was asking her what's some like good movies that weren't super, and I, I do remember that was one of her favorites when it came out. Yeah. And it was. Uh, yeah, it's a cute movie. Comedy with Robert Downey Jr. when he was like a this is crit- he, critic darling, but not yeah. a box office guy. No, and he was, and this is when when he was at the height of his his drug problems too, right? Or was it right around it was, that time? Uh, I mean, it, was, it had not become public yet. I think that right. I think it became a big story in like the mid nineties, ninety six. Oh, right, when he was on Ally McBeal, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was, I guess, doing drugs when he made it. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was his first movie after he got nominated for Chaplin. So right, and that kind of broke him into because up until then he'd kind of been on like on the outside edge of the Brat Pack sort yeah. of uh, in the eighties. I mean, I remember him from Weird Science. See, he wasn't really taken seriously as an actor until Chaplin, I think. No, and in fact, I believe he was he was on Saturday Night Live for a, for one season, I believe. Really? I believe it was one season. Was or... he just like one of the extra guys? Like he wasn't he was like, like a... actually unpopular. Like they actually, I believe oh. they fired him. Wow. Well, I guess, and I guess, well, and I can see that because I don't see Saturday Night Live being his niche, really. Right? Yeah. No. But when you think about Heart and Souls, that was kind of a vehicle for Robert Downey Jr. Anyway, yeah, because of um, having to do the mannerisms of the, you know, when the Before, spirits when the spirits get attached to him, yeah. Sometimes yeah. they jump in his body, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like it had a good cast. I mean, you get Kira Sedgwick, yeah. Charles Grodin, um, Elizabeth Shue, Elizabeth Shue, Alfred Woodard, Alfred yeah. Woodard, uh, yeah, yep, uh, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, yeah. So it was an, you know, and I'm surprised. I mean, I'm wondering why it didn't do very well. Is it was it because Robert Downey Jr. just was not popular back then? Was, I mean, he wasn't a box office name. I think he had a he had a. Small role because Chaplin did very poorly too. Yeah, it did. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I, I like Chaplin, but I think you kind of had to be a, uh, into old Hollywood to. You had to like, be kind of like a Chaplin fan to really truly appreciate it, I think. A Chaplin fan, or uh, even just. It, I thought it was interesting, but. I, and I thought he did an outstanding job as Chaplin. Oh, yeah, I think he, he was did. uncanny as him. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, and. You know, it's funny too. Yeah, I mean, I love the story of Heart and Souls. You know, they, they you know, the people die in the crash at the same time that he's born, and then they become attached to him. And um, it, the story is actually, I like the story of the four yes, spirits yeah. being his guardian angels, and um, and it's a really good mix of characters. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, of course, you know, the whole thing is that people think he's crazy because he can. He, only he can see them and hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, of course, that's, you know, recipe right. for hijinks. And, and when they jump in his body, he acts like them. And... Right, right, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I see that they kind of wrote this as a vehicle for him um, and his 
talents, and he is a very talented actor. Yes, I'm definitely don't take anything away from him. Um, he was just very troubled. Yes. Um, but uh, no, that was it, it, I. You know, and it, I, I think I remember seeing that on VHS a long time ago, and um, it, it was. I, I and I, I remember I really liked it. I kind of. I mean, I had. I really liked those. Um, you know, movies like Heaven Can Wait, um, mm-hmm. Angel. You know caught in the middle of not 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 you know not crossing over movies right. ghost was another one ghost was another one um and um there it was, was there was almost like a slew of those movies came out too like the the angels and all that stuff right. like, because ghost was so popular yeah yeah and ghost became very popular it was like one of the biggest movies in 1980 1991 if i remember it was 90 yeah it was the yeah. second most was it yeah. What was it? What was the big one? Uh, Nine. I'm alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how could I have forgotten that one? <laughs> um, I don't know. People do love that though, because we played it a few years ago. I think it's stupid, but Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone. Oh, I love that movie. I watch it every year. The adults, by the way. Well, we did watch. Okay, so I will okay, say whatever. we did watch. We did watch it at Christmas time. I do. The best part of the movie is obviously the, you know, going through the house of death right. thing. I laugh hysterically when Daniel Stern screams like a woman when the spider's on his face. Yes. That to me is the funniest part of the movie. I, I, I mean. I remember, do you remember like uh, when Joe Pesci, when he put the little tripwire after they did the paint can, he puts the tripwire, Joe Pesci trips over it and actually gets knocked out for a while. And I'm thinking, so was that the, real? The, the, paint, the paint can didn't knock you out. But no, but but the, but falling flat on your face did, right? Yeah, yeah. A just, full paint tripped, can. He just tripped. Yeah, he just tripped over the wire and it knocked him out for a little while. Yeah, it, it, like, obviously. Really? Yeah, everything is is to set up the next yes. thing, right? Yeah, no, the paint can wouldn't knock you out. Um, I would think a, a paint can, a full paint can at full be. speed. Coming and down, knock you down the stairs. It probably wouldn't just knock you out, actually. It but I'm could saying, kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's no. what knocks you out: tripping on a wire. But. No. What year did um, Heart and Souls come out? Was that ninety three? That was, was ninety three. Okay. Yes. Um, and what were the big movies that year in ninety three? Uh, Jurassic Park was ninety three. Jurassic Park. Yep. Yep. And, and Mrs. Doubtfire and. Okay. Uh, the Fugitive. The Fugitive is one of my favorites. Oh, I love The Fugitive. Yeah. That's a fantastic movie. Um, that's, that's, I think that movie, that movie is the best TV adapted movie. Like, adapted I, I from too. TV. I think that I was, they caught, they got the um, essence of the TV show. Um, it was exciting. The pacing was fantastic. The story is great. Um, it, everything good. about it was just fantastic. And its own little twist too. Right, absolutely. So it was it was also its own entity mm-hmm. as well on top of that. So I think that's and that's it was fantastic. Different, it was different that here we go again. We're moving into a different movie. Yeah, we're but, going. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll get. I'll bring us back to it. It that they didn't give him a love interest because he is supposed to be mourning his wife. Because originally they were yes. supposed to. Yeah. Originally, Julianne really? Moore. Julianne Moore. You remember her little bit part? Yes. The the was uh, she was to, a doctor. He was supposed to later like kidnap her or something and and like hide out of her place and they were supposed to have like a romance and i'm got, so glad they didn't they do got that cut. yeah i'm so glad they didn't do that because that would have really taken away from the rest mm-hmm. of the movie 
really yeah. did. There doesn't have to be a love interest. No. I've... For a movie to be good. Um, but no, getting off topic again. Yes. We always do. We always no, tail off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I looking at uh, when I went on to, uh, you know, do some research on the uh, the actual movie Heart and Souls. I mean, also, too, the critics really didn't lo- love it. Like I, said, I think it was 55% no, like 55%, run. yeah. Yeah, what was the big problem with it? Because I didn't really see a problem with it. Like, was it just... A, was well, it... I mean, critics, you know, they just... I, I, think they, I think they like it better when they don't like a movie. Because my dad... Yeah. My, my dad used to review movies on, like, radio stations, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he would tell me, he said, I, 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 would, I, I like to review bad movies. It's funnier. <laughs> He's got I a like point. I like it when yes. I don't like a movie. You, gotta, you, gotta, you want to have something to complain about because yes. it's much more interesting he to complain about it. Because he, yeah. he could joke about it more. Yeah. Well, and I think, it, I mean, obviously they intended it for, for Robert, for it to it launch Robert Downey Jr. to build off of the, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess, the momentum, so to speak, of the Oscar nomination. But, I mean, like you said, at the time, he, you know, he was a troubled person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just spiraled up. You know, it's, it's surprising that he actually survived that. Um, you know, because it apparently it was really bad. It is. Um, but again, it didn't take away from his, I mean, I don't know what he was like, what his reputation was on set. Um, I know that some, uh, addicts have had reputations of being difficult, showing up to work drunk, showing up to this. I mean, I know Nick Cage. I heard anything. Yeah. I don't think there was any, I don't think, I don't remember hearing anything about him. I mean, I know there was, you know. Instances where Nicolas Cage would show up to set drunk um, or high on something. Anthony Perkins was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess maybe he just kept it so well hidden that it just became a thing. But, yeah, no, I mean, I guess it's one of those anomalies that those one, one of those movies that just, I thought, I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was well written. Um, no. I, liked, I liked the premise. And he was, like, a lot of most Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, he was in... Uh... Zodiac, uh, was not that long ago. It was about a year before, um, ah. um, about a year before Iron Man. Right. And uh, it did poorly. I thought it was excellent. I remember that movie Zodiac. Yeah, we yeah. watched it. The I, actually, we did think it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. We really liked it. We did watch that. Uh, it's on Netflix, I think, or it was. Yeah, I love that movie. Now it, it's it, good. It has the unfortunate like they can't really have an ending. But right, because it, the whole story of the Zodiac Killer was, it was never, never solved. We never for sure found out who he was. So. Right, it was never solved, so it's an ambiguous ending. Um, and people don't like ambiguous endings. No, and I, I have the DVD, and um, on the DVD they actually tell, because the movie gives a conclusion yeah. what it thinks the killer is, but then they on the DVD extras they have, like, psychiatrists and stuff said, no, it couldn't have been him. So, I mean, I guess you would say that Iron Man saved his career in a way. Because, I yes. mean, he was, he was on the verge of disappearing into and obscurity. the director, John Favreau, fought for him. The studio did not want him. Because of his reputation. That, and they wanted a younger guy. They, they, wanted, they wanted, like, a younger heartthrob. Who was the, um, did they have any... Um, Nobody specific. I remember reading one time that they were talking to Ryan Phillippe. Ooh. Oof. That, I, 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 yeah. Well, it's the same with, like, Spider-Man. They wanted a pretty boy. Spider-Man, I do know they they wanted Heath Ledger. Huh? For Spider-Man, instead of Tobey Maguire. 
The studio wanted Heath Ledger. You didn't know that? No. No, the studio originally wanted Heath Ledger, and Heath Ledger turned it down because he, he, he said, I'm not a, a fan, and I, I feel like I'll be stealing from somebody else's dream. Well, and good for him for doing that. Um, I don't see him and doing that well, they, well, they very well. Pretty boy, they didn't want to. They, they, and well, um, I guess it was the director or somebody's like, no, Spider Man's a nerd. Yeah, Peter you, Parker you, was a nerd. You he was a, a geek. nerd, but they they wanted a pretty boy. Because in the, I mean, how he became originally a spider was that he didn't he drink a serum that made him Spider Man? He got bitten by. Or he got bitten by a radioactive spider. Spider, yeah. So it was it was you know. Um, and I remember in the cartoon, you know, he would be in a lab mixing stuff up and Mm -hmm. he created the web, Mm -hmm. he created the web thing. Um, so yeah, he had to be a geek. So yeah, I, I'm glad that that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to look back and see who the choices were or who the first choices were that turned it down. Yeah. But I don't see Heath, I'm glad that didn't pan out because I don't see Heath Ledger doing a... No. Doing it no. justice. Um, Toby McGuire was a good choice at the time. Yeah. Um, now, and Robert Downey Jr., yeah. I mean, now, obviously, you know, 11 years later, now you can't see anybody else other than him being Iron Man. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, I, when I think about that now, that actually saved his career was Iron Man. But, no, they had to be convinced of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, and they and I remember at the time there was issues because um, Ed Ed uh, Ed Norton had done the Incredible Hulk, and he had reputation of being just he didn't he wasn't like druggy druggy or anything no, like he's, that. He's a jerk. He's just a jerk. Yeah, and um, not a team player, but uh, no, supposedly. No. So they replaced him. They replaced him yeah. because he was supposed to be part of the Avengers, um, but they just they they needed people who were going to be team players, and that's what Marvel. So the reasoning was, and apparently Ed Norton took exception to that, and all this stuff happened after that. But I just thought it was amazing that, and how old is Robert Downey Jr. had to have been about in his mid-40s, or? At the time he did Iron Man? Yeah. I, yeah, I think he was like 43. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I, I 42, think. 42, 43, something like it that. It worked out, I mean, but the, you're right, yeah, I guess they wanted somebody, they wanted, they wanted a guy. hot guy. Yeah. Well, they got the hot guy with Chris Evans as a Captain America, so there you go. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I guess he, he was his, I mean, I guess the reason why he never really, up until Iron Man, really got over that hump was because he was, because of his issues. Um, although he did, I think, did he win an Emmy for Ally McBeal? He was big on Alan McBeal. I'm less familiar with Emmys. I'm not sure. Um, I remember there was a time there that he was, um, um, and he again he was apparently very good. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Alan McBeal, but he did um, he did a good job on the series. I think he picked up some kind of awards for that show or something like that because I guess he was was a foil for Alan McBeal and stuff like that, and people love foils and and stuff like that. So. no, it's hard to think of that now because now he's one of the rich, richest actors uh, in Hollywood now. Oh yeah, um, because of the Avengers series that pretty much saved him from being right. Um, you know, second-rate Brat Pack kid, yeah. really, because he wasn't even he wasn't even the upper level of the Brat Pack. He was part. Of, he was kind of like no, he was like less than zero, which I never really saw. And... 
Yeah. Well, and he had it. He wasn't one of the main kids in Weird Science, was he? No, he was one of the bullies. One of the bullies. Yeah. He was one of the bullies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, had and a, that, a, he had a small role in Back to School. I don't even remember Back to School. The Robert, Robert, Robert uh, Rodney Dangerfield movie. Mm, I may have seen that. It's gonna. It's one of those more obscure eighties movies that I probably maybe saw once. Very, very eighties. No, it was very popular, but was it like very eighties? Well, and Rodney Dangerfield had a pot had had a sling of po- slew of popular movies in the eighties. I remember he was pretty. I mean, he kind of enjoyed a little bit of success in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. Um, you know, especially with Caddyshack. Caddyshack, and, and he actually he didn't get paid very much for Caddyshack, and he he said he said he would have made more like on the road than he made for Caddyshack. Oh, that's unfortunate because he stole the show of Caddyshack. But he said he said uh, I just figured it was a way to get more famous. He said, but mm. I I think he made like thirty thousand for that movie or something. Really, not not big at all. He he said I would have made more on the road. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I want to say that thirty thousand. It was. It wasn't very. That's much. not a lot of money. No, that's. I guess. I, mean, I guess back then, yeah, especially for somebody of his stature and and that. Um, let's try and think of what else. Um, any other movies similar to Heart and Souls that you would probably recommend? Or I'm, along those lines, kind of thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm drawing a blank. No. No, not. Uh, I mean, I would say I would definitely recommend. It's definitely not similar to Heart and Souls, but I would recommend Heaven Can Wait if you want to watch something that Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, but that that's super famous. But it's yeah. super. Fa- it is super famous, yeah. and, and Charles Grodin is in it. Um, I forgot that. Yes, he yes. is. Mm-hmm. He's um he's the lover he's one of, of the, the wife. One of the villains, yeah. And they're trying to kill Fonsworth. Yes. Yes. I so, did not remember that. Yeah, he's one of the the comic foils in uh, Heaven Can Wait. And that's an interesting movie. Um, it's a much older movie. Um, I'd actually watched it quite a while ago. And I'm like, I used to love this movie when I was a kid. And I think it's because there's, you know, if you're a football fan, uh, definitely check it out. You know, mm-hmm. there's a football element to it. Um, uh, I think somebody got an Oscar, an acting Oscar nomination out of that movie, too. And I can't remember who... It was. Uh, was it Jack Warden? Might have been Jack Warden. Yeah, he was in a lot of the Warren Beatty's movies. Yeah. Like, um, I, I was going to say Hairspray, but it's Shampoo. 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 Yeah. Yes. Um, another hair movie. Um, so that one's an entertaining movie. Um, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm wrecking my brain trying to think of other movies similar. That are not uh, like maybe obscure. That are maybe obscure. No, I don't know. Like I mean, Ghost, but that's not obscure. Everybody obscure. knows that everybody one, and, and everybody's um, seen that one. Um, it's similar in plot to Topper, but that's like the thirties. <laughs> Topper. Wow. I don't know that one. What's well, it's the thirties? Cary uh, Grant was in it, and I think Cary Grant is. The only one that immediately comes to mind. There were other people in it, of course, but wow. Cary Grant was the most famous person in it. Right, right. Um, you haven't can wait, ghost. Oh, gosh, my murky my brain. This is one. This one is totally not similar at all, but it's dealing with 
it's definitely a darker movie. Me and my husband were we actually watched The Prophecy this weekend, which was an interesting story. I think that it lacked on certain levels. The Prophecy with Christopher Walken. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked the cast in in it. Um, I thought Christopher Walken played an androgynous, uh, androgynous angel very well because he looks kind. If you make him upright, he looks like he's androgynous. Um. Uh, the story of it, that's pretty interesting. I like the story of the prophecy. I just don't know if it was executed very well. I think it. I think the story development kind of lacked a little bit. Um, but it's an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it spawned, I think, four sequels. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it spawned four sequels, because I don't think it did that well at the box office. But I think it was one of those movies that didn't do well, but was probably super cheap. And it probably and did well probably on video. Did well on video, so because that's probably... what usually, that's where usually uh, those movies that don't do well usually pick up the pace. Um, they usually make video sequels and don't because Christopher Walken wasn't in the sequels, was he? He was in two. One, he? I think he oh, was in the okay. second one. All right, <laughs> but the other ones just kind of veered off and got weird. And I mean, they were all weird, but um, it kind of deviated, started deviating from from what the original was about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, comedies. Yeah, geez. Oh, I, the only one that one that's coming to mind that's even remotely similar to that would be Arthur 2, where the butler still kind of hangs around. Um, yeah, okay. But um, it was kind of, I don't know if I would recommend Arthur 2. Arthur 2 wasn't that good. No. Um, Personally, I don't love Arthur except for no. John Gilgold. John Gilgold was great. Other, yeah. Other than him, I don't. I found Dudley more annoying in it. I yeah, I didn't care for Arthur either. Um, so, like I said, John Gilgold was the only good thing about that movie, and um, you know he won the Oscar for best supporting actor, which he deserved it because I mean everybody loves mm-hmm. bitchy Butler. You know, yeah. That's what he was. Um, yeah, I uh, how Arthur was a huge box office hit was beyond me. I'm not sure why. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like, maybe people thought drunks were funny in the early 80s. I, it, it doesn't uh, yeah. bother me. That, that oh, what about Oh God? You remember the movie Oh God? Oh God, yes. Uh, George Burns, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember Oh God. That one just kind of popped back into my head and I'm like, oh yeah. Wasn't John Denver in that too? I remember, yeah, one of the I believe it was John Denver. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Mistaken. One, it was a singer, and I'm pretty sure John Denver. Yeah, um, that one's. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, but that mm-hmm. one's actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I know that one, and uh, I didn't see the second one, but I saw. Oh God, you devil! Because yes, I, I remember that. played it. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. I do remember that. That was the right sequel. Right after he bought it. Yeah. Oh God, you devil! Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, I that one just popped into my head, and I'm like, okay. Um, and then there's another obscure one, Kiss Kiss Me Goodbye. Never seen it. Hmm. So this one is the one that actually caused um, interesting story, um, caused James Conn to actually uh, go into seclusion for like four or five years. This uh, The story behind it is pretty interesting. Um, it stars Sally Field. Jeff Bridges and James Caan. James Caan is a go, uh, is a um, a Broadway dancer choreographer who dies after he falls down a set of stairs. 
passes on. His wife is in mourning and stuff like that. And she gets engaged to Jeff Bridges' character. Um, and James Kahn's ghost comes back and starts haunting her. Um, and now it's been a long time since I've seen that one. But um, apparently James Kahn said it was such an unpleasant experience that it caused him to go into uh, semi-retirement or oh. premature retirement. Huh. He didn't say why, but he just said it was an unpleasant experience. Um, you know, you know, he doesn't, you know, he does a lot, he's does, he actually dances in the movie, which is interesting. I didn't know he was a dancer. Like uh, Will? He actually does it really well. He okay. actually, um, he's a tap dancer. Oh, okay. Uh, which, I mean, he did a little bit of that in For the Boys, too, so maybe he has some kind of a background oh, in that. Right. yeah, I did. Um... But um, but you just said he didn't enjoy the experience. But it was a, a it was a moderate box office hit. Like mm-hmm. it was like one of those movies that like you know maybe cost ten million to make and made like twenty million or something like that. It wasn't a huge hit. Um, kind of successful, but nobody remembers. Nobody it remembers. It's one of those movies that just kind of disappeared in obscurity. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I vaguely remember seeing it, but that's another one that. You know, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff and you like those kind of movies, like with ghosts and ghosts coming back to haunt their loved ones, um, there's that one too. Um, okay, and I I just thought of one too, and I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the female lead, but mm-hmm. it had Alan Rickman, tr- truly madly deeply. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I remember Alan Rickman was in it, and I had to look the woman up because she's not like super well known. It's it's a British movie. Juliet Stevenson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I do like British humor, so maybe it's good. It's a British. It's basically a British ghost. Uh, hey, it's Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, I like him. Dies and then he like haunts her. Uh, haunts his. I think I think it was his wife. Right. I can't exactly remember. And and so like they're together, but then she meets a live guy and yada yada yada. And that has the same kind of the same premises. Kiss me goodbye. Kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It was unusual. I? Like Alan Rickman was a nice person in it. Really? Which was which was kind of normal. odd. Yes. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Yeah, because I like Alan Rickman as bad guy. He does yeah. bad guy really well. Mm-hmm. Um, although I liked him in Dogma too. I liked him as the uh, the Seraph. Uh, I think it was a Seraph. Or no, he was a Metatron. And uh, in Dogma. In Dogma, yeah. Kevin Smith's Dogma. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm actually going to have to check that one out because I actually loved that Kevin Smith movie. It was really good. Mm. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We definitely had a blast. Uh, We definitely are getting ourselves off track quite a bit, but only because Scott and I are just a plethora of useless movie trivia and knowledge that we we just kind of go on tangents every once in a while but thank you guys for um indulging us so next week we're going to be actually talking about the horrible movie that is superman for how it killed a movie franchise and a production company and in general the whole story behind the superman series which is actually quite interesting you won't want to miss that tune in next week Fashion sales, be it lip prints I put down to experience. There was a lady with a Dutch accent who tried to change my point of view.